I considered it an honor and the privilege to stand before you today. And deacons, I want to say I appreciate that you asking me to bring a word for you today. I'm going to ask you before we before I start my message, I want to ask you to do something. I want you to stand and I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to gesture touching something. All right? Can we do that? Stand and close your eyes. And I want you to gesture as if you're touching something. Thank you. Now, you can be seated. What I just asked you to do was to touch ear. But we know we can't touch ear. But you can only feel ear. Just like you know you can't touch the Holy Spirit. But you can feel the Holy Spirit. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Now we're going to go into this sermon. Because it, this, this part was very important. We're going to go to Matthew's chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Let me know when you get there. Are you there yet? And then Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he afterwards was hungry. And when the Templar came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Then the devil take him up unto the holy city and set at him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, least any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, It is written again that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up to a high exceedingly mountain. And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glories of them. 
and said unto him, All these things I will give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. And Jesus said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, the angels came and ministered unto him. The title of this sermon is called The Journey. And the script, the topic is the end game. What is your end game? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In our lives, we wake up every day not realizing that we're on a journey. We're all on a journey. See, because one day when we leave home, we're not going to return there. We are all in a forward motion. But the question today is, who you're journeying for and what you're journeying to? Some of us journey for our jobs, we journey for our careers, we journey for our homes and our families. We journey for everything else except a spiritual journey. And see, this is what I'm talking about here today. See, if, if you, when you look at this particular text, it says the angels led him into the wilderness. See, Jesus was in the natural. He wasn't in the spirit yet. Here's the natural man being led in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights to prepare himself to be tempted by the devil. And, and, and it says when he came out of the wilderness, he was hungry. What's the first thing the devil tempted with? Turn the rocks into some bread. Now, here is a moment where Jesus looked like he should have been weak, but he was stronger than ever. And the devil, as he said, if you be the son of God, Jesus knew who he was, but the devil was guessing who he was. See, it was not a I'll show you and you'll show me type of situation. See, this part of the text here shows man how to defeat the devil if you really pay attention to it. See, if you notice, every time the devil required something of Jesus, Jesus didn't really do anything. It's what he said that made the difference. He always resulted back to what's written. It is written. And the devil couldn't deal with that. So, so, so what do the devil come back when Jesus hit him with that the first time? The devil used them same words. It is written. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what do you know what's written? Now Jesus is telling you what's written, but now you're trying to convince Jesus that you know what's written by you saying it is written. Cast yourself down. See, in order for the devil to conquer us, we have to do something. We have to give up something because he knows that the spirit of God is in us and he can't just take us. So we have to give that away. We have to more or less, I mean, 
when you look at Adam, he didn't tempt Adam. They just, he just, Eve just says, here, Hallelujah. eat this. That wasn't a tip. He just says, he displayed it. See, so some of us, he, we don't have to be tempted. They just got to show us. And we all in. But here it is. The devil knew he had to tempt Jesus. And at the end of the day, Jesus came out strong. We all, in this journey of life, find ourselves on a roundabout. And that roundabout is, we keep going around in circles. And we keep struggling with our faith. And we wonder why we can't get any farther in our faith. Because when you are in a situation where you're being tempted by the devil, you are in a roundabout. And until you start to study the word of God and know what the word of God says, you can't get back on the journey. You can't get back on the path. See, he robs you of your self-respects and he makes you feel like the Lord don't love you to keep control of you. So you have to know when this is coming up against you. You have to know and see and feel. And you have to keep the presence of the Lord in you. If you notice, when I ask you to stand and close your eyes and gesture touching something, you can't touch air, but you can feel air. You can't touch the Holy Spirit, but you can feel the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is real. Just like air is real, the Holy Spirit is real. But the only time you can get in line with the Holy Spirit is you have to get in line with God. See, because you just ain't going to just get in line. You ain't going to feel the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit don't dwell in nothing unclean. So you have to clean yourself up. You have to get on the journey of Jesus. You have to get on the journey of spirituality. You have to get on the journey of serving God full time, not part time. See, the spirit the journey of the spirit, the journey of the spirits, it says, it involves, the, it, it involves first healing the affirmities of the ego so that positive states are experienced with a secure self-esteem. Believe in self-worth and a captive of love for generosity. See, a person can become a person can become less constrained by ego defenses. An open an opening of the heart is essential to obtain to expect the true spirit of God. That means you have to you have to let the natural man go. You have to start start learning how to live for God and stop living for yourself. And you have to realize through Christ we can do all things. Amen. Amen. See, we all. Say we journeying for heaven. But what are you doing to get there? What are you doing on the journey to get there? Are you back and forth from the natural and then you think you're going to the spiritual and then back to the natural? It doesn't work like that. Either you all in or you're not. Either you there or you're not. See what I'm saying? Because the spirit don't dwell in nothing unclean. So when you step back to the natural, you become unclean. And then when you come back over to the spirit, you think you're just going to get cleaned up like that? Bless him, bless him. Jesus says, depart from me. 
I know you not. See, in James 1 and 12, it says, Blessed is a man who remains steadfast under trials. For when he has stood the test, he'll receive the crown of life, which God had promised those who love him. Amen. That means at this point in my lives, we got to learn how to stand for God. Amen. Instead of standing for ourselves and our kids and everything else around us, we got to stand for what we can't see. We got to stand for the Savior who stood right here and was tempted on our behalf. See, before Jesus got tempted, he, was, he went and got baptized by John the Baptist. Uh -huh. So he had to prepare himself. Are you preparing yourself? Are you preparing yourself? We have to learn how to prepare ourselves in the word and in the spirit daily. Amen. See what I'm saying? Because when you go out to your house, you got to be ready for the what you can't see. You got to be ready for the what you can't know. You got to be ready for what you can't feel. Because the Bible says it, it dwells in high, wicked things dwell in high places. Things you can't see. Things you don't know. So you need to depend on God. You need to lean on him. You need to learn how to serve him. Just like Jesus was telling the devil, it is written. Because Jesus knew what was written. And the devil couldn't touch him. See, so Jesus is showing us when you know the word of God and when you know what's written, devil can't touch you. Amen. He can't do nothing with you. Amen. He can't even tip you. But you have to give in. Amen. You have to make him feel that he's welcome in your space. And if you in God's space, he can't be there. He can't be where God is. See, this is why we have to know where we're at on the journey of life. And we got to know whose journey we're on. Are we on man's journey? We on our journey? Or we on God's journey? Listen, if we say we want to go to heaven, we better be on God's journey. Because Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father but by me. So if you ain't on the journey of Jesus, where you think you're going? Come on, let's not fool ourselves here. You know what I'm saying? We have to wake up and see what is. And when you see what's going on in the world today, you better get on the journey of Jesus. Because we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't know what the next second going to bring. We could walk out to church and it could be all over. But at the end of the day, what's your end game? What will you say your end game going to be? See, the thing about this journey is we all got the same destination, but we don't have the final destination, the same final destination. Because some of us is going to hell and some of us is going to heaven. That's the difference of destination places. The, dest the first destination is we all going to die. But the final destination is where you're going. That's the end game. Where you're going. Are you preparing for the end game? What are you doing about the end game? Because all good things come to an end. So what are you doing about the end game? You got to get it right. Because that same ear you couldn't feel is real. The same spirit you can't touch is real. And the same Jesus and God you talk to is real. You got to get it. See, you got to get to study in the word of God and you got to get the feeling his Holy Spirit that Jesus asked Christ for you when he was on the cross. He said, Lord, send them a helper. Are you letting your helper work it out for you? Are you letting your helper guide you? Are you letting your helper direct you? Are you feeling the spirit that God put in you? 
listen, what he did here, don't let it be in vain. He's showing you the way. This particular text showing you the devil can be defeated and nothing can stand against you. See, God is real and God is God all by himself, but only if you let him be God. See, he can't be no more than what you allow him to be. Jesus can't be your savior if you don't allow him to be your savior. If you don't accept him as your Lord and savior, how can he be your savior? How can you come to him and go to him and want to be blessed by him, but you're not accepting him? You have to accept him as your Lord and Savior. You have to be on the journey. You have to get on the journey of Christ. You have to get on a spiritual journey. Listen, God allow us to live our lives any way we want to. But you know what they always say? When you know better, you're supposed to do better. Now we at the age where we all should be knowing better. And we all should be trying to do better. And we all should be on the journey of Christ on the spiritual journey, but not part-time, but full-time. Not sometime, but all the time. Because we don't know when Christ's going to come for us. How do we know? We can go to bed and not get up. But it's by the grace of God that he allow you to rise and he give you another opportunity to serve him, to get to know him, to know him as your Lord and Savior. Here Jesus, the man, he suffered. He went through so much for us. And we act like what he did is just media or and it doesn't have no bearing and it doesn't have no direction of our path. But I'm here to tell you, God sent his only begotten son. So we, so we can have everlasting life. But only if you accept him. Only if you accept him will you have that. Will you have the crown of life? Will you have victory? Over sin. Victory over sin. The song say victory is mine. Is victory yours today? Is victory yours today? Jesus. Jesus went on many a journeys for us. His first journey was. He went from Nazareth to Bethlehem to be born. Then he journeyed to Egypt. Saved Jesus' life. Then Jesus journeyed to John the Baptist to be baptized. Then he journeyed into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Then he journeyed into Galilee to start his ministry. Then he journeyed into Jerusalem, marked the death of Jesus. Then he journeyed into Calvary to be crucified for you and I. And then he journeyed down to hell to get it right. And then he journeyed to Amos to proclaim his resurrection. Now I stand here today and ask you, where you journeying at? Did Jesus do all this for you? Are you on the journey with Christ? Who you journeying for? What is your end game? Do you have one? See, in order to win, you got to have an end game. But if you plan on losing, just don't plan. That's how it goes. See what I'm saying? You have to, if you plan, fail the plan, then you plan to fail. That means you on the team with the devil and you ain't on the team with God. You see, because God is a winner. He's victorious. That's why he sent his only begotten son to take back away what the devil thought he had. To take us out of the grips of the devil's hands and to give us a chance to have everlasting life. But only if you accept it. What is your end game? What is your end game? Do you have one? Do you have one? 
do you have an end game? Look around you. The world is telling us, you know what? It's chaos. When you turn on the TV, it's confusion, it's disillusion, it's drama. So much is going on. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get on the journey of Christ. Because that's where peace is. That's where joy is. That's where Christ is. Are you there? Are you there? Are you on the journey with Christ? Today should be a new day for all of us. Because it's certainly a day you or I have never lived. And it's another day that we can certainly call on Jesus. It's another day that we can certainly say, thank you, Lord. Has the Lord done anything for you today? Has he done anything for you this week? Has he done anything for you to feel the Holy Spirit in you and around you? Have you have he put you, pulled you out of a situation that only he could have pulled you out of? Do you recognize that? Do you realize who Jesus is? Do you know that the Holy Spirit that he embelled in you is supposed to keep you in line? But when you fall into the soul, man, you fall out of line because you fall out of the spirit of God. So who you lining up with today? Amen. Whose journey are you on? Uh -huh. The song says, I believe I'll run on uh -huh. and see what the end is going to be. Are you running on? Are you trying to see? Uh -huh. See, the only time we really be trying to see something was something doesn't happen. Let me go over here and look and see what's going on. Uh -huh. But we want to run on. We want to run on. See, we in church, so we should be trying to run on and see what the end's going to be with the Lord. We should be trying to be on the journey of Christ, not the journey of man, not the journey of the world. Because we say we serve a living God. And, we, and God says he sent us his only begotten son. Who's the journey? Where's the journey? Who are you journeying for? Deacons, I say to you today. Stay on the journey. Stay out of the roundabout. See, because the roundabout keep you going round and round and round and, and keeps you lost. And God ain't in the roundabout. God is on the journey. God don't give you a roundabout because the roundabout is confusion and disillusions. God gives you the straight and narrow path. He gives you his son to keep your eyes on. He gives you focus. He provides all your needs. He, you, he gives you his word to guide you, to give you oil for your lamp when it get dark on the journey. He gives you nourishment when you're weak. He picks you up when you need to be strengthened. And here it is for a moment where Jesus fasted for 40 days. We can't even fast for three days, but he fasted for 40 days. And he was weak. And God held him up for this particular moment to let us see that he'll never leave us or forsake us in our time of need. That he'll always be with us. And the devil can't do nothing with us. It's only when we give in to the diver temptations that the devil can conquer us. So I say to you today before I close, what's your end game? Whose journey are you on? Check to see if it's spiritual or is one of the world. Know the God that you're serving. Know Christ.
know that God gave you his only begotten son. And he sent here here for one purpose. For you and for me to be able to go to heaven. And the only way you're going to get there is to know his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe I'll run on.